A big thank you to our sponsor this month, Sovereign Silver. Silver has been used for over 2,400 years as an immune support. There are thousands of studies confirming its efficacy. Even NASA and burn centers across the country use it for its health benefits. Bioactive silver hydrosol from Sovereign Silver is a safe, tasteless, effective, and odorless liquid that has over 10,000 studies proving its health benefits, including benefits for our immune system because of its antimicrobial and anti-inflammatory properties. You can take it internally as a liquid for immune support or apply it topically as a gel for minor burns, cuts, and scrapes. I'm Andrea Donsky, founder of Morphous, powered by Naturally Savvy. And today we're going to be talking about hormones. When we get into perimenopause and menopause, certain things happen with our hormones. So I thought, who better to interview than Jen Pike, a functional nutritionist who specializes in women's health and hormones. Jen, welcome to our show. I am so happy to have you here today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm honored that you asked me, Andrea. Well, when it comes to hormones, I think who is an expert, and you came to mind, and I thought we really need to delve into understand our hormones, first of all, all, to, all the time, but especially as we age, as we get into perimenopause and menopause, so many things are happening with our body. So I thought I would love you to break it down for us and talk a little bit about our hormones in general and things that we can be doing to help balance them better as we age. Well, I mean, the subject of hormones in and of themselves is a huge one because we have so many every single day in any given moment that are being produced and secreted in different amounts and different times. As a woman in our body, primarily we've been taught that our hormones are the most important when it comes to our reproductive system. So having a menstrual cycle, having healthy fertility, being able to conceive and to, to have a child. There's so much more outside of that that we really need to understand and be aware of. And you know, my passion as an educator is I'm trying to educate women now the way I firmly believe we should have been taught when we were a very young girl. There's a lot of gaps of information that we should have known that we don't know. And so as a woman, when you get your menstrual cycle and you're going through the years of fertility and you're approaching perimenopause and menopause, there's a lot of signs and symptoms and things that start to, um, you know, you feel that are starting to pop up. And so many women are confused. They don't know what's going on. And there is, like I said, this huge gap. So you know, having a healthy menstrual cycle, being able to identify what that means in terms of our hormones. What is the balance of our estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, which are the three main sex hormones that, you know, we hear about or get taught about. But then there's also really important hormones that our adrenals are involved in, like DHEA. And this is really critical as a woman that is in her 30s, uh, you know, 40s and beyond, because if those adrenals are taxed, if there's issues with the thyroid, this is really the underlying foundation of what is going to set us up for a healthy, um, happy, you know, joyful, very clear focused period of time as we go into perimenopause and menopause as opposed to what so many women believe will happen and oftentimes suffer with, which is insomnia, weight gain, vaginal dryness, lack of focus and cognition, you know, hot flashes, so many different things, hair loss. It, it, that really doesn't have to be the journey that we're moving through, but in order to shift that and to go down a different path, we first need to know what to do. Very good point. All right, let's talk about what happens as our estrogen declines? What is the actual physiological 
things that are going, the physiological things that are happening in our body as we go through, let's say, perimenopause to start and then into menopause. Right. So perimenopause typically in a woman's body is going to start to happen over about a 10 year period of time. It's typically over a decade that this is happening. And so we have almost 60 different estrogens that we actually produce as a woman, three of which are strong enough that we test. So there's different testing. Blood work is not my favorite testing when it comes to hormones because it's only showing like one ninth of the picture. Typically, all you'll get tested is estradiol. Now, that's an important estrogen because it is primarily coming from our ovaries, but there's also estrone and then estriol that we need to understand in our pathways. So as we start to move towards perimenopause, our ovaries begin to slow down their production of these hormones, and it really starts upstream. So this is why you know us understanding our picture of stress and our adrenal health is so important because we have a gland in our brain that is called the pituitary gland, and this gland is actually what is talking to our ovaries. It is signaling hormones, follicular stimulating hormone, FSH, and luteinizing LH to actually say to the follicles, which are like little feelers all around the outside of your ovaries, to get them mature and then to select that one egg that will then be what is released during ovulation. And this is all really important to understand because when we get to perimenopause, the signaling starts to um, shift and change. And we are no longer ovulating every single month. And then we stop ovulating altogether. And this is that early beginnings of when perimenopause is beginning to happen. So the women might have, when these numbers are lowering, spotting mid-cycle, they may have a shorter cycle length, meaning they may have had a 28 to 30 or 32 day cycle. And now all of a sudden they have like a 23 day cycle or a 24 day cycle. They're getting that breakthrough bleeding around the time that they should be ovulating. And this is because estrogen, which should be peaking, is probably dropping off a little bit too quickly, or there's not enough progesterone now, because out of the hormones that we start to slow down first in perimenopause, progesterone typically is the first one. Because our ovaries are not uh, you know, ovulating as often as they should be, we can't create progesterone without having healthy ovulation. And with these ovaries, they're like, look at, I have served you for the last like 40, 50 years. I've done a really good job and it's time for me to like bow down now. We are no longer in that reproductive phase of our life. And so you don't actually need these hormones from a reproductive standpoint anymore. The problem being is that our brain still needs those hormones. Our bones and our heart still need those hormones. We still need the estrogen so that we still have a memory, that we have the ability to be attuned and to have sharp cognition and so that we're not drying out, right? Estrogen is really important for moisture in our body. So a lot of women say that they have painful intercourse, they have vaginal dryness, their skin overall is getting drier. You know, even their hair and their nails are becoming more brittle. So when the ovaries have said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to now step off stage, what they are saying inside of our body is adrenals, it is your time to shine. The adrenals have been like the backup singers for the ovaries for all these years in our body. And we need to make sure they're healthy because when the ovaries stop their production and slow down completely, the adrenals now become our secondary ovaries. And they have the ability to continue to produce in their tissue a lot of these same hormones. DHEA is going to help us produce testosterone and estrogen and some progesterone so that we can still feel good. Now, DHEA, this hormone that I've referred to, is primarily produced in the adrenals. And this is our anti-aging hormone. And it's really important because if we don't have a sufficient healthy amount, not too little and not too much, 
but a sufficient healthy amount, when the ovaries job is done, the adrenals are like, you've got to be kidding me. You've exactly. signed off and now you're coming to me <laughs> and you want me to pick up the slack. I'm exhausted. You've been draining me for years and I have nothing left to give now. And when that happens to a woman, this is the woman who all of a sudden has gained 10 pounds around her waist, who, whose bra is not doing up the same way, who's feeling puffy and inflamed, who is up in the middle of the night between yeah. one and four in the morning. And she is exhausted physically, but wired mentally and emotionally. And so it, it, if she's not supported, it will start this huge um, spiral effect that is not going to feel great in her body. I was just going to say that, that by the time we get to menopause, most of us have that exhausted, those exhausted adrenals. They've got adrenal fatigue or over, the mm -hmm. adrenals aren't working the way they're supposed to. And that's where a lot of these issues come to play. So I'm really, really glad that you brought that up because it does make it very difficult for us women because, and let's, let's be truthful. You have kids, Jen. I know yep. you work full time. I mean, it can be hard for many of us, whether you're a stay at home mom, looking after your children, you know, doing things around the house, whether you're a working mom, it doesn't matter whatever we're doing. We're all busy. We're all stressed. Yeah. We're all, you know, in normal life, maybe not right now because we're, we're at home, but generally we're all super busy and it, our adrenals take a big toll. All right. So I want to talk about thyroid. Sorry. Do you have anything yeah. else to say about the I, I was just going to say on? in that. I, yeah, I was. I, um, I was just going to say, you know, it's also very difficult as a woman when a lot of the core messaging to us is head down and hustle, you know? So it's like, be, be the good mom, be the good wife, be the, you know, successful businesswoman or entrepreneur. And, you know, don't drop any of those balls that you're juggling in the air and you're not taught like, Truthfully, ladies in our teens and our 20s is when this message about adrenal health needs to be ingrained in us because that is what is setting us up for the body that is going to come with us into our 40s where we are going to meet it in perimenopause. And so you were starting to move into thyroid health and this is really important because the number one issue that women then suffer from when they go into menopause is a thyroid illness. So it could show up as an underactive thyroid, it could show up as an overactive thyroid or an autoimmune condition, which is Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And that is now where the immune system has become triggered and this is an attacking the healthy tissue of the thyroid. I have never in more than two decades of clinical experience worked with a woman who does not have adrenal insufficiency whose thyroid is a problem. And if we go back in time, her adrenals were the root uh, issue and cause and gut health for so long before that thyroid finally just said, like, I, I can't anymore. So I just want to dig a little bit deeper. Let's talk about adaptogens right now. How should we take them? What are your favorite adaptogens and how, what kind of role do they have on our adrenal plans? Well, I think the first place to start is talking about the role that they have. So, you know, supplements in and of themselves, adaptogens, botanicals, herbs, homeopathy, whatever it is that we're taking and adding in, we're adding them in. They're not going to fix the issue. They're there to help to support our body on that healing journey. So with adaptogens, what they do is specifically go in and help to target the tissue of the adrenals in terms of their function, production, efficiency, and then truly, Andrea, how they're communicating with the thyroid with the ovaries, with the nervous system and the body as a whole. So every person is different in terms of what is going to do best with their body. One that I have found to do beautifully for my community, um, which, is, which is women, is holy basil. 
Mm, Yeah, Tulsi. It's great. And what I love about it is that you have a few different options of how you can use it. So concentrated, we can take it in a capsule or tincture form. Um, I really love St. Francis Herb Farm. That's a Canadian crafted and and, um, made product in their tincture form. And then there's teas as well that you can do. And so that's a really nice one. I love to give it to women in the evening before they go to bed, uh, maybe an hour before to have a tea or to take that tincture just to help to calm things down. Um, Valerian is also very good for that as well in the evening to calm things down. The other thing I really love for the woman whose adrenal issues are showing up at night where she is wired but exhausted and she's waking in the middle of the night and has all these things going through her mind is to actually give her some lavender sap. So it's concentrated lavender oil that's in a very tiny little gel capsule. Um, And doing that along with magnesium, the minerals are really important in supporting the adrenals would be good. Now there's other adaptogens like ashwagandha, um, rhodiola, Uh, licorice is also very beneficial as well too. Now with licorice root, there are some contraindications you have to be careful of. If you have, you know, a history of blood pressure issues, you can't do these when you're pregnant or nursing either. That's really important to understand. And for someone who has a long history with issues with their kidneys or their liver, I wouldn't give them straight licorice root. I would, after doing an intake, I would probably recommend some deglycerized licorice, some DGL. Mm-hmm. for them. But licorice can be great for the person who is like, I can't get up in the morning. I have got like, I am flatlined all day long. No energy. Licorice, yeah. Licorice goes in and kind of like just massages those adrenals. Like, come on, you can do it. Like mm-hmm. we still got some in there. Hearing so those, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so those would be some of my, you know, my, my top down recommendations. And then there's great combinations. So there's different, um, there's glandular adaptogens as well, because the adrenals are glands in our body. So when sometimes people can get away with doing just the extracts and the botanicals, other times people are actually going to need the glandular. And that is more of a therapeutic approach. That's for the person where we need to get in there and triage this ASAP, like they're not doing well. And glandulars, glandulars come from animals, right? Yes. Yeah. Now there are some plant-based, um, like AOR is a great company that has a, a vegan-based um, uh, adaptogen that obviously doesn't have the glandular side of it, but it's still a little bit more concentrated than some of the other things I was talking about. And we, we work with a company called Organic India, and they have a whole line of Tulsi mm-hmm. everything. Tulsi is my favorite. Isn't it amazing? And My they've got favorite. Tea, they have supplements. So yeah, yes. they're they're an awesome brand too. Yeah. So and they yeah. they're in the US and they're in Canada. So that's great. Yeah. All right. Now let's talk about what we can do to our for our adrenal glands. Obviously, less stress, obviously meditation. Are there any foods that we can eat? I know that you know, I, I asked you a few questions off the top. Let's make yeah. sure we answer those, but again, some other questions too, in terms of diet and nutrition. Yeah. And that is like up leveling your nourishment for your body is really critical. So we talk about adaptogens, like hugging the glands. Well, the nutrients we put in our body are hugging our whole system. And so making sure that you are moving towards foods that are really high in healthy fats is really important for the adrenals. With the adrenals, what's key as well is that you're getting the right amount of sodium in. Like salt is very important for the adrenals and to help to regulate that sodium potassium pump. And so for so long, people have been fear mongered away from salt. And I see this in practice all the time where I think that's one of the reasons that women have been kind of faltering in that area is they're terrified of salt. So I'm not saying do this to your food all the time, but kelp and seaweed and pink Himalayan salt and adding it, you know, just into your glass of water so that it almost 
doesn't have to taste like a brine per se, but that you know it's it's kind of in there. And that is very nourishing and supportive for those adrenals. Also immersing yourself in salt. So having your Epsom salt soaks and magnesium flakes, that is like your body is just pulling all of that into your system. So that's really good too. Lots of vegetables. All of the phytonutrients, all of the, the vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, all the polyphenol complexes that come in a lot of our healthy vegetables, lots of rich color are going to support the adrenals as well too. Mm -hmm. um, healthy sources of protein, getting enough protein, and we talked about this in the, the first part of our conversation, is essential. And those amino acids really help to support the adrenal thyroid function and that connection to the ovaries as well too. And then choosing carbohydrates that are really going to grab our body as opposed to like float us up like this vata helium balloon, which is going to be not moving into the sugary processed carbohydrates, but instead, you know, the root-based vegetables, the lower glycemic fruits, um, you know, things like lentils, legumes, beans, things that are really going to actually hold you and satiate you, that's going to help the adrenals because it's supporting your blood sugar. So when you're looking at nutrition, ask yourself, does this support my blood sugar? And then you have to be careful of things like alcohol is going to impact the adrenal health. Caffeine yeah. is going to impact the adrenal health. So for my coffee lovers, I like to get them onto medicinal mushroom based. Mm. Um, you know, like Four Sigmatic is beautiful yeah. or doing elixirs and adding in some of the, the different powders that we have access to is a really good thing to do. Yeah. Excess sugar is also going to tax those adrenals. And then the obvious things we know, like you know, fried foods and donuts and cakes and that type of stuff we want to stay away from. But the nourishment is really important. You touched on stress. This is, it's critical because we can start to eat properly and take the adaptogens. But if we're still showing up to the job that is sucking the life out of us, the relationship that is just draining us, if we're not speaking our truth and saying the things that we are holding onto inside of our body, it's literally like you've got shackles on you that weigh a thousand pounds and you're dragging that around with you every day. And, and this food and these adaptogens and your supplements can only do so much because it's literally like there's this massive wall in your body where they're like, we're here, we're trying to help you. But the amount of stress that you have going on, stress shunts digestion, restricts blood flow to the gut. It'll impact your neurotransmitters. It will rob you of your energy. It'll deplete your progesterone. Like it, it's just, it's a boss. So yeah. we got to get in there and really that's the thing where we want to go and buy something to get rid of it. And it's an inside job. So yeah. talk therapy is really important. You know, listening to things like this, being part of community as well too, where you realize you're not the only person who's feeling what you're feeling. And we put ourselves on these islands unnecessarily, right? Like we're the only one going, I'm going through, through it. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it just, that's a heavy weight to carry. So that's really important. Um, the other thing that's critical around our adrenals is you need to move your body every day, but you're not punishing your body every day. So, so I see a lot of people whose adrenals are not functioning very well the only hit of feel good moment they have in their day is when they get the dopamine hit from intense exercise. Mm. It's from their run. It's from their, you know, hot power yoga, from their spin, from their CrossFit, whatever it may be. That's really intense. And all of those serve a purpose. I'm not saying they're not good forms of exercise, but if you are already holding on by a thread and now any little bit of energy that you have, you go and leak over there 
your recovery will not be as good. You're more prone to injury. You're depleting, you know, a, a, a tub that already has a leak, even with the plug in it. And so you've really got to think, walk, get in fresh air, do yoga, Pilates, breath work. Think about moving your body with just your body. Like use this tool and don't be so harsh on it. And I was just going to say being gentle with ourselves and maybe rethinking what that exercise is. So not going that heavy, heavy, heavy exercise, but you know, like like swimming, walking, anything that's going to be a little bit more. I love that. I love that advice, Jen. It's great. And it's hard because for people who like adrenal symptoms in terms of fatigue, do not just drop out of thin air. You don't get it by rubbing elbows with someone else who's tired. You get it by constantly pushing and striving and never stopping and taking on the responsibility and taking on everyone else's stuff. And we earn it. Like we, we earn that adrenal fatigue and those symptoms, not getting enough sleep, too much time on the screen. We all know it. And this is the thing is I'm not saying anything where people are like, I had no idea. right? People are hearing it and they're like, oh, but why? Because it's hard. This is now habitually who we've become. It's our constitution. So you're not just unraveling the food and the adaptogens. You're starting to unpack how you actually show up in life. And and that's why recovery takes a while. Yeah, that's really great advice. And by the time many of us get to perimenopause and menopause, our adrenals are so taxed anyhow. So you're coming into it because of life, like everything you're saying. So it's really being mindful and understanding that we have to take a breath. We have to just relax. And and now is a good time. Now that we're in self-isolation, it's actually a good time because it's giving everybody that much needed, like, okay, you know, our foot's on the brake. Let's just take, you know, a second to just, you know, regroup here. And hopefully many of us are taking, or many of you who are watching are taking the opportunity to really, because it's nourishing our adrenals. Yeah. And I'll tell you one of the number one things that women will say to me when they are in menopause. So not typically perimenopause because they're usually like in their early mid forties, but as they're in menopause, so end of the forties into the fifties, there's this common thread when I speak to women where they say, you know, I look back because Mm -hmm. menopause is this deep reflective period of time, right? It is. Yeah. They look back and say, for the last X amount of decades, I, I somehow traded myself in. At some point, I gave myself to my kids, my career, my marriage, my friends. I, I was a good person. I did all these things for everyone else. And now my kids don't really need me anymore. My, my spouse you know, has their own routine and does their thing. I'm kind of bored in my career and I sit back and I'm like, I don't even know who I am anymore. I don't know what makes me happy. I, don't, I do not know where to begin. And there is a very strong correlation between that sense of lack of meaning and having this deep you know, awareness with ourselves that I really do see show up with adrenal and thyroid and menopausal issues, hands down. Hmm. And that's why we created Morphous, really, because we want to be that community for women who understand, help, you know, we're all going through this together. I mean, you know, myself, my partners, we're all at this place where we are in menopause and we really want to be able to help others that are navigating this time in their life. And I appreciate you, Jen. I appreciate everything that you do. So thank you so much for being on our show. And I'm I'm definitely going to have you back because you're such a wealth of information. So thank you. Thank you, Andrea. Happy to be here. If you got value out of today's interview, please share it and give us a big thumbs up because 
we want to be able to educate as many women as we can, even men, on menopause and perimenopause. So thank you so much for watching, everyone. Be well. big thank you to our sponsor this month, Sovereign Silver. Silver has been used for over 2,400 years as an immune support. There are thousands of studies confirming its efficacy. Even Nassau and burn centers across the country use it for its health benefits. Bioactive silver hydrosol from Sovereign Silver is a safe, tasteless, effective, and odorless liquid that has over 10,000 studies proving its health benefits, including benefits for our immune system because of its antimicrobial and anti-inflammatory properties. You can take it internally as a liquid for immune support or apply it topically as a gel for minor burns, cuts, and scrapes.